Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks. It's me, the Grill Economist, coming to you live on this edition of Rogue News in the Morning with my main man, El Cuco himself, working the airwaves, making sure the broadcast coming out crispy and clean. You know what I mean? Check us out, roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News. Rogue News on every single podcasting app known to humanity. Where everywhere you want us to be, plus a bag of chips. You can check out all the links in the description box. And make sure you check out our paid sponsors, mystbdedibles.com, my cbdedibles.com for all your cbd edible goodness it is the place to be with all the deliciousness at your fingertips see is that coupon code still running or what yeah it is i went ahead and just Woo-hoo. made it for the month of october so yep. yeah yeah for the month of october folks if you go to my cbdedibles.com you can get not 10 not 15 not even 20 but 25 percent off just type in rogue 25 in the checkout and you you could experience the delectable deliciousness of my personal favorite, the almond pecan coconut truffles, which are to die for. They're smack your mama good. And uh, what other new stuff? They got fruit. Gu- they got gummies now. Yeah, there's going to be some like some uh, basically like some uh, like snack crackers coming out uh, that are infused. I don't think we'll be able to put it on e-commerce, but uh, with some edibles, there's actually a beverage now uh, that's Ooh. infused. that's bottled. Uh, so that's I think that's going to be more pie for local and shops and everything. Doesn't mean we can't put it in. Uh, to any of the shops in different states but yeah just some some really cool things and then we're still working on a line of things that are not sugar-based uh that are that are healthier v you know just in terms of therapeutics like people that are using it for different things you know you want to kind of avoid the sugar you know especially if you're dealing with any type of of cancer and stuff like that so um, that's not doctor's advice and medical advice uh just just you know just some thoughts overall on sugar and cancer yep absolutely and with that being said, El Google, where do you want to begin, man? There's a lot of things going on. I, I don't know. I think I want to start off maybe with some travel, some travel news. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, there's some travel news going around. Well, V, you know, the weather's been bad across, you know, the entire United States delaying all these flights. I mean, there's a perfectly good explanation for this. <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. So what's going on with Southwest, bro? Well, the fact of the matter is you're not getting the truth in the media, which shouldn't surprise yeah. anyone, right? Yep. So the media is trying to play this out as if it's some type of, 
uh, massive delays that are attributed to either weather and then obviously, you know, staffing. Yeah. However, what they won't tell you, V, is the flat, the fact that Southwest has mandated a mandatory vaccination, you know, following the, the quote unquote Biden uh, mandates that are being issued. However, there's a massive pushback at Southwest in regards to these mandates, in particular with uh, pilots and also uh, air, air traffic controllers, which I believe are, are unionized. Yeah. And are. in in one particular state, I believe it was in Florida, uh, they actually had to close the entire airport affecting all air travel uh, because they didn't have any air traffic controllers. They literally like walked off the job and said, we're not doing this. And I can't remember what Bro, state, I what, love it. what city that was in, uh, yeah. but I do have it posted somewhere. I can grab that link. Yeah, yeah grab it. Yeah, you so know, I love this because it, it, this is kind of like you, you remember when you read, and I recommend listen if you haven't done so. I recommend everybody look, and don't get the audio book. It's it's something that you need to like thumb through, unless of course you're really auditory and you're you're great at listening to every single detail. But it's not the type of book that. If you're in the middle of, I don't know, working on your car, cleaning your house, running errands that you have it playing in the background passively, you know, it's something that you need to really digest. So if you're doing an audio version of it, sit down, you know, kick up, grab a cup of coffee and listen carefully and attentively to it. Or if you are, you know, you have the physical book, read through it. And that book that I'm talking about is Atlas Shrugged. In my household, it's recommended reading. It's a book. I mean, you, you come to my house, you, have, you see the Bible. And you'll see the Atlas Shrug right next to it. I mean, I put it on the coffee table, but I got some, you know, nice swanky, you know, you see like a, you know, some swanky books on the, uh, on the coffee table that I like. But anyway, I digress. Well, what I'm trying to talk about is this: in Atlas Shrug, okay, there's a scene there about shutting down the world. Okay, I'm not going to get into details. I don't, don't want to put any spoilers out there. But what these air traffic controllers are doing is that they're shutting down the engine of the world. The elites whom we know for a fact that these dictates and dictums do not apply to them. It is always has been rules for thee, but not for me. These elitists who've never suffered from that, and we've seen it all the time. It's us who have to, whether you're flying first class or coach or, or economy or whatever the heck kind of you know business class, or whatever, on a commercial flight, you are required because some mask Karen wants you to wear a, a face diaper in between sipping your drink, right? You're herded on, uh, it, you know, stuffed into a, 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 a steel tube like a sardine. But we also know that on private flights, on private jets, like they, there was a boxer who said, you know what? I was in first class on, I think it was American Airlines or something like that. And it was constant beratement from the air, from the staff. Of the airline, the, the stewardesses, right? Where they, sir, you need to put on your mask, but I just put my mask down to take his, sir, put on your mask, sir, put on your mask. And this was a constant problem. And so one day he had to fly to a, a, a fight, and he paid, he said, you know what, I'm just going to fly private. And he paid, I don't know, 20 grand or something like that to go fly private. And when he's flying private, he realized, holy crap, the coof only exists for the poor, the working, and the middle class. That's what the coof exists for. He realized it doesn't exist for the wealthy because when the wealthy get on their private jets, nobody has a face diaper on. Nobody's berating you. Nobody's telling you to do this and that and the other. No, everybody's just chilling. 
And so they get a kick. The elites get a kick out of watching us like a bunch of monkeys running around following their edicts. They get a, they, it, I mean, it tickles them. It boosts their ego. I mean, their egos are absolutely swelling with pride. Because they have a bunch of these plebeians, which are us, running around like a bunch of monkeys following their every single order. None of which makes sense. And every single one of their orders that they've come down with has failed miserably, has been exposed as absolutely pointless from a common sense point of view and absolutely ridiculous and a fallacy from a scientific point of view. So the only way to stop them is to kick them in the groin. The only way to kick them in the groin is to kick them in the wallets. So when you have air traffic control saying, you know, you know what, we're walking off. When you have pilots like this situation here with Southwest, and says, I know it's increasingly difficult for all of you and our customers are not happy. Alan Kasher, the executive vice president of daily flight operations, told the staff on a note on Sunday. The airline said initial problems on bad weather and the FAA imposed traffic management. Pro- all BS, folks. All BS. Although we were staffed for the weekend, we cannot anticipate the significant disruption that was created from the unexpected ATC air traffic control issues and bad weather across our Florida stations. Uh-huh. Folks, the real story is this. There is a massive move. And if we click on the uh, the next story, see that's connected with that, the Alex Brenson one, right? Southwest Airline pilots explain why you will not hear anything about the jab requirements from his union and why Southwest has more flexibility than it admits to stand up for, you know, that it admits to stand up to the White House. The pilot emailed the following first Southwest post today. Essentially, the union cannot organize or even acknowledge the sick out. And that's what's happening. And it's not just Southwest. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is starting to spread to other airlines as well, right? They're starting to have sick outs everywhere, aren't they? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's not as reported as Southwest because they have primarily the, the, the largest amount of flights have been canceled. But everyone's kind of experiencing it. American Airlines had, I think, up to 2% of their flights canceled. Uh, Spirit Airlines as well. So this is really an industry-wide uh, phenomena that's that's happening. And I want to applaud those people uh, for being brave enough to, to to do that and to say, look, you know, we're just going to we're just going to walk off the job. We're not going to accept that uh, V that, you know, and and gosh, I can't imag- imagine the magnitude of this whenever V the blowback. Think about it this way. Think of what happens when uh, the police departments think about what happens when the fire departments kind of follow the same suit. Now they're in the, uh, the eyes of public safety. So maybe they will be a little bit more, you know, hesitant to do so just just out of the repercussions of that. But, you know, this is pretty massive. Uh, v, this is. This is important for us, for sure. Yep. Absolutely. And it's a massive kick in the pants against these little pygmy tyrants who so desire to rule over us. It is a massive kick in the pants, folks. These piles are doing like, like, you might be inconvenienced. Look, I would rather have you Americans, have us Americans, right, be inconvenienced than to lose sacred liberty. I'd rather have you be inconvenienced because you can't fly to your hotspot uh, you know, destination 
Folks, you have to understand when the threshold is crossed, there are we're at a point globally where governments of the world are at the point of what I call crossing the Rubicon, the term where Caesar you know traversed into Rome, into the Roman capital of the Roman Empire, which is the city of Rome, with his troops. And that began the culmination of the dictatorship and all that other stuff. And there was a battle, is Roman Republic, blah, blah, blah. I'm not even going to get into that. But this is where we are. We are crossing a Rubicon here. If, I mean, think about it. These, these psychos, these, these psychos in Australia, the psychos in Canada, psychos in Europe are literally telling the population, you should not be allowed to even shop for food. In other words, you should starve to death. Unless you get the jab. You shouldn't travel unless you get the jab. You shouldn't. We, we've heard the story in Colorado, CJ, where a woman was denied a kidney transplant mm-hmm. because she didn't get the jab. And the person who was donating the kidney didn't get the jab. This compulsion is dangerous. All of this hysteria was piped up and drummed up on what was told to us that this 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 coof uh, had a three and what three point four percent fatality rate. Folks, if they cross the Rubicon where they get away with this, I'm telling you, we will descend into an area of darkness for the next thousand years. And I'm telling you right now, a lot of you guys, there are some people that are listening to this broadcast. You are part of the system. And you're probably one of those minders, those government minders or those big tech minders that are listening to this broadcast right now. And you're looking for key words and you're wondering if this is uh, if this violates some sort of a, uh, you know, a social guidelines or, or community guidelines violation, this, that and the other. I'm going to tell you right now. The type of hell that you're working towards, my friend, you yourself will not escape. The type for all of you that are that are a bunch of you know face diaper Karens out there, all of you running around saying, "Oh, it's a good thing, yeah, force them to do this and force them to do that." L- let me explain to you: when you study history, those who are the most virulent, those who are the most austere, those who are the most emphatic about government overreach and tyranny, wanting it to happen, having more control of you know of having the government having more control of your life. You are the first to always die. You are the first to die in the camps. Because you're the useful idiot. There's no place in the table for you guys. You have to understand that. These elites don't care about you. And this is why it's important for liberals. I'm talking about real liberals, not brain-dead psychopaths who are in the far left which is the same moron who's on the far right. No, no, I'm not talking about that. This is not a liberal or conservative situation here. This is not a liberal, conservative, or a libertarian situation here. This is a freedom situation. This is a sacred liberty situation. And if we lose sacred liberty, folks, we've lost it. It took thousands of years of bloodshed 
for a bunch of men to get together representing 13 colonies facing down the barrel of the largest empire in the world and penning the words, we the people. It took thousands of years and gallons and thousands of gallons of blood and struggle for a few brave men to get together and to pen those words, we the people, in that Declaration of Independence, signing their death warrants to the most powerful empire on God's green earth at that time. Because there were certain lines that they wouldn't cross. And folks, let me explain something to you. The founders of this country, they fought for a lot less. They fought like hell for a lot less. And see, we have a story from, from a, uh, I don't know who these moronic parents are. They went in for a, um, a, a, a you know, flu jab for their two kids. Right. Yeah, it was Walgreens, right, in Illinois, I believe. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, I think it was Walgreens or CVS, one of those two. And uh, they went in for a jab for their kids, you know, the seasonal flu shots, this, that, and the other. Okay. Somehow something got mixed up. And the idiots at Walgreens or CVS injected these two kids, these are two five-year-olds, with the coof vax, with the jab for the coof. Those two kids were Im- immediately rushed to the ER right afterwards. Once, once the once the Walgreens or CVS called them to let them know, hey, that we accidentally gave you the wrong jab. But go ahead, Cease, play it if you want. This vaccine, instead of flu shots, they say it happened on October 4th at the Walgreens on St. Joseph Avenue. The family of four includes two adults and two young children, both too young for the Pfizer or any other COVID vaccine. Well, the family's attorney, Daniel Tooley, shared with us what he says are vaccination cards given to the family by Walgreens. They show children born in 2016 and 2017 were given a Pfizer coronavirus vaccine. The family says they left the pharmacy thinking they had gotten their flu shots, but a Walgreens employee later called them and said they had made a mistake. Tooley says the children have been taken to a pediatric cardiologist, and the family was told both are showing signs of heart issues. We've reached out to Walgreens several times, but have not yet heard back. This vaccine. When you have pericarditis, or when you have myocarditis, there's a 75% chance. And that's too damn high for me, Siege. Mm. A 5% chance is too damn high for me. A 1% chance with anything going on with my heart is too damn high for me. But a 75% chance that you will have heart failure and end or need of a heart replacement in three to five years. Think about that for the parents. You got two perfectly healthy kids. Now because of moronic mix-up, by the time those kids are 10, they're going to need a heart transplant. This is crazy. This is crazy. And they want to push this on your kids. They want to make this a mandatory for your kids. Your founders fought 
for a lot less folks. The founders fought for a lot less. It's incredible. It it is V and and very well said because if we you know keep in mind there's a great there's a great article I started reading you know half of it and this weekend I was I was busy so I didn't stay tuned in the news a lot but I did read half of this but if I think if we remember correctly for the most part the only type of of guidance that's really been issued as far as the the mandates for the companies uh, with a hundred or more employees has been driven uh, primarily around a a, uh, a a speech that that. Biden gave. I, I don't think if you look across the actual mandates have been issued, I don't think that you see either an executive order or OSHA uh, guidance to these companies mandating these things. I don't think that they figured out, you know, one, how to implement, two, how to uh, follow up as far as mandating this and, and ensuring it. So for these companies to be already uh, doing this or mandating to this to their employees, it's a little bit premature. In fact, if you go to the the actual CDC, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, OSHA website right now, and you and you look for like in terms of the guidance, and and again, this is just a quick search of of looking through the 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 vaccine mandates and what they are. Here here's what the page comes up as the final rule, and you see all these different things that are listed there. So so what is it? So you know you think it would be you know, front and center, you know, if, if OSHA is going to, you know, do this. And, and in fact, uh, you know, how, how are they going to administer it? So it's just, it's still up in the air quite a bit, but I think that what's happening is, is Southwest, uh, you know, the employees in Southwest, the air traffic controllers are in kind of way, kind of, you know, providing a, a blueprint of, of how to, uh, to fight back, how to, uh, resist the the level of tyranny that that's occurring, and it's and and it's very refreshing to to see it. Yes, is is it impacting? Yes, those people that are that are traveling with you know with family members and all those kind of stuff. But you're talking about a matter of principle. You're talking about a, a matter of principle whether or not the government has a right to mandate and force an individual to compromise or to not have a say so in regards to their own body, their own health. So there's so it's 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 a lot larger than just the words regarding vaccine mandated exactly what you said v it's a matter of individual freedom individual medical freedom and liberty and and escape from tyranny of a government that really has no business trying to institute this type of policy 100 percent, 100 percent, and we all know they're doing this because they're trying to create a social change because their economic ponzi scheme is falling apart that's all it comes down to their economic Ponzi scheme it's coming apart and so the only way for the for these elites to shore up their wealth is to have a more surveilled biomedical security state where everything is financialized it's not enough that they've literally financialized every aspect of your life and they're it's being traded as some sort of a derivative on Wall Street that's not enough. But they want to financialize all of it. And interesting news in regards to this and how it ties into the larger picture is we just have news right now from the Bank of England. The BOE hints at a rate cut as soon as next meeting. Less than a week ago, the Reserve Bank of New Zealand became the second developed nation bank to hike interest rates, according 
acting to cool a red-hot housing market and surging inflation. A few weeks before that, Norway's Norges Bank became the first central bank in Europe to hike rates since the start of the pandemic. Now the Bank of England is sending signs that it might come to the third G10 central bank to raise rates while the Fed dithers about tapering its asset purchases. The British pound surged as high as 0.4% on Monday before falling back to unchanged as the market digested remarks from two senior BOE officials over the weekend suggesting that a rate hike might be coming as soon as the BOE's next meeting. Is that amazing? So the Fed, is it, so systemically what's happening is this. One of the head central banks here, the, the central bank of the city of London, basically, which is the Bank of England, they're going to be cutting rates. A lot of other Western nations are hiking rates. The Fed's hiking a rate this time. They don't know if they're going to cut the rate the next time. They don't know what they're doing. In other words, the central bankers are out of ideas. The central bankers are out of capabilities. The central bankers are out of the very tools that they typically use in order to manage inflation and deflation. But the problem that the central banker is facing is that none of his tools, none of his tools at his disposal are designed to deal with stagflation. You got inflation going up? Oh, that's okay, no problem. Uh, you know, hike the rates, it'll bring it back down. You got deflation going on? Okay, no problem. Cut the rates, it'll go back up. Got stagflation coming? You're SOL. You're shit out of luck. And this is why we're seeing a, a, a an incredible knee-jerk reaction from one extreme to the next. Hike and cut, hike and cut, hike and cut. That's what they're doing. In other words, folks, the patient is in palliative care. The patient that is at hospice is terminal and is right now under palliative care while he's suffering a massive congestive heart failure. Well, the guy's dying. He's having a massive heart attack. Let's make it as painless as possible and prolong his life for the few more minutes that he has left before he completely flatlines. And that's what's happening in the Western financial system. Some national, some nation central banks will be hiking rates. Others will be cutting rates. But they will be going back and forth. This week it's a rate hike. Next month it's a rate cut. Why are they doing it? Because they're, every single one of them systemically is facing stagflation. And it's not limited to the United States. It's pretty much in the entire West. Why? Because they wanted to build back better. And it's blowing up in their face. And the funniest thing here is this, Siege. The funniest thing here is this. You, you want to look at a clue as to which nations are going to do the best? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because America's debt crisis could shake the world, cut off uh, sanctions and suspicion 
Russia should ironically find itself insulated. The, remember I told you guys years ago, back I think I don't know, 2012, 2013, or 14, I think it was. I said, you know, the the the, the smart thing is de-dollarize or die. You don't want to be holding the hot potato that is the toxic U.S. dollar when this whole damn house of cards goes ablaze and collapses. The long-awaited American financial crisis appears to be on its way. Inflation is increasing. Energy prices are out of control. And debt levels are already unsustainable. Washington has a few tools left and an awful lot to lose. An American financial and currency crisis seems to be building, ready to flood the world and result in dramatic shifts in the international distribution of power. However, Russia has been preparing for the coming tumult with a strategy that can be surmised or surmised as simply getting out of the splash zone. Besides insulating, I'm sorry, besides ensuring fiscal discipline and strategic partnership with China has focused uh, I'm sorry folks, I'm like reading off screen. My screen is like to the left of me where my mic is. I'm trying to speak into the mic and tilt my head to the left while I'm reading. Uh, decoupling from the US-led international financial system. The benefits that come with being able to print the world's reserve currency are sadly also a curse. The U.S. has been able to run massive deficits for years to have living standard in an empire that was beyond its means, while politicians have been able to claim the imbalances were a sign of a healthy economy, evidenced by a willingness of the whole of the world to lend the U.S. such vast amounts of money. The plague of printing the world's trade and reserve currency is that it erodes the need for fiscal discipline as problems can be kicked down the road. Isn't it funny? That the countries that are going to be surviving this whole entire decoupling, countries that are going to be surviving this economic reset, this, this default, this crash, are countries that are the most sanctioned. <laughs> it's hilarious if you really think about it, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's, it's absolutely funny. I mean, gosh, I mean, who would have figured? I mean, Dude, but I, yeah, I, I, and the crazy yeah. thing is, like, here in the United States, we're doing everything opposite, right? Like, with the yeah. green agenda and oh my God. Our monetary policy, like, we're in our, on our food supply, like, we're doing everything counterproductive to what we should be doing right now. Every bit of it, everything. Absolutely. <laughs> it, it, it's hilarious to me. The right now, as we're speaking, there's some Russians out there high-fiving each other, saying, thank God we were sanctioned to death. And there's probably some Iranians and some North Koreans saying the same thing. Thank God that they sanctioned the crap out of us. <laughs> I, think, I think more countries should be getting on the phone with the U.S. saying, hello, is this the United States? Is Joe Biden available? No, he's not available. Is Kamala Hall ever No, she's not there. Uh, who's running the country? Uh, you 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 call hold on you 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 calling for somebody running the country? Oh, <laughs> uh, that'll be me and Michelle. Michelle and I have been running the country for the last uh, several years. We're back in power. Uh, Joe does what I tell him to do. Now, what's your question? I was wondering if uh, we can be sanctioned. Why would I want to sanction you? I'm I'm harboring terrorists. Please sanction me. I'm also committing human rights violations to democracy. I'm a threat to national security of the United States. All right, then. That's a good idea. 
we'll probably go ahead and sanction you. Michelle? I mean, Michael? <laughs> Dude, that's what I'd be doing right now. I would I would be on the phone begging to be sanctioned. Please sanction me. Please rip me from the Fed wire. Please take me out of the global Western banking system. Please. But you want to know countries have been getting a clue. This is why there have been massive, massive purchases of physical gold by central banks throughout the world in other countries. And you've seen this with the Russians. You've seen this with the Chinese. You've seen this with the Koreans. You've seen this with the Japanese. You've seen this with the Indians. You've seen this with the Thai. You've seen this with the Saudis. You've seen this with the, with, with the United Arab Emirates. You've seen this with so many nations around the world. You've seen this where Brazil made a massive gold purchase recently as well. They're buying gold. And Wall Street, on the mean hand, is trying to sell you the next big scam. Folks, is the, 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 the old adage is true. Fools rush in where angels fear to tread. It's amazing. It is laughable. Not only has the United States, with its foreign policy, literally completely adhered Russia to, uh, to China to make it one viable synergistic unit, but they also said, not only are we going to, hey, Russia, not only are we going to chase you into the arms of China, not only are we going to make sure that you and the Chinese are going to be working together as very effective partners, but we're also going to decouple you from our banking system, so when this whole thing blows up, you're going to be unscathed. I mean, this is this is the kind of lunacy we're dealing with, folks. This is the type of talent that we have working in government. Okay, this is the kind of talent that's out there. Unbelievable, and which also is brings me to the next point, Siege. Right? China marches onward to a fourth industrial revolution. This is what people in the West don't get because every week you hear that China is about to collapse. Thing. Folks, let me explain to you something about Gershom's Law. I've mentioned it several times over the last couple of years. And Gershom's Law, okay, I'm going to read it out to you guys, the official terminology of Gershom's Law, and I'm going to give you the gorilla definition of Gershom's Law, okay, which makes a lot of sense and simplifies it, okay? Gershom's Law. Gershom's Law is a monetary principle stating that bad money drives out good. It is primarily used for consideration and application in currency markets. Gershom's Law was originally based on the composition of minted coins and the value of precious metals used in them. However, since the abandonment of metal currency standards, the theory has been applied to the relative stability of different currencies, values, and global markets. Gershom's Law says that legally overvalued currency will tend to drive out legally undervalued currencies out of circulation. Gershom's Law originated as an observation of the effects of metallic currency and debasement and also applies to today's world of paper and, and electronic money. In the absence of effectively enforced legal tender laws, such as in hyperinflationary crisis or international commodity and currency markets, Gershom's Law operates in reverse. What does this all mean? Money goes where it's treated well. 
Money goes where it's treated well. When COVID, when the coup hit China before it hit the rest of the world, the meme and the Western media called it China's Chernobyl. You remember that, y'all? Hell, I even said that. This is like China's Chernobyl. I don't know what the hell was happening. Nobody did. This is January. I was watching this before we went to lockdown in March. China's remarkable success in suppressing the the uh, the coup put that at rest. But every hiccup in the Chinese markets elicits new predictions of Chinese economic decline. Uh, here's old George Friedman of Stratfor. He declares that China's power has been vastly overestimated, right? And that China will have to dial back its global ambitions due to strange circumstances. Hal Brands and Michael Beckley wrote in Foreign Policy that the problem is that China's declining. <laughs> Since the late 2000s, they claim, that the drivers of China's rise have either stalled or turned around entirely. These are self-consoling illusions of a lazy elite that has allowed America's manufacturing, technological, and, and educational advances to not only be eroded, folks, but to be offshored for the past 20 years. An elite that has nothing to say about reversing the decline of the United States and the West in general. China has nasty financial problems in an over-leveraged real estate sector, for sure. But countries with large current surplus and a huge savings rate don't have crisis. I'm going to repeat that again. I'm going to, I'm going to harp on that point. Countries with large current surpluses and huge savings rates don't have crises. They have reorganizations. Do you see that as being one of the biggest differences between us? We don't have a large savings rate now, do we, Siege? We don't be. Not at all. We are over leveraged. And the average American is two paychecks, or in this case, two stimulus checks away from being homeless. Whenever you have large current surpluses of an asset, like in real estate, but you have but you have a very huge savings rate, you don't have a crisis. You simply have a reorganization. You reorganize the debt. You're not going to be bailed out. You just reorganize one because money is in there. And irrespective of all the marketing BS in the, the, from, from Wall Street and the city of London, there is a great deal of money flowing into Chinese markets. Why? Money goes where it's treated well. There's more opportunities. It's easier to do business. There's less regulation. Is there more risk? Yeah, absolutely there's more risk. But that's what goes with less regulation. You're going to face the risk. So if you get your face ripped off in an investment, that's on you. Nobody's there to come in to wipe your butt. So when you don't have nobody coming there to wipe your butt, you don't create bureaucratic agencies that eventually become corrupted, that eventually go ahead and pick the winners and losers in your economy. So you're in a real estate investment in China that goes sideways. Guess what, buddy? You're going to lose money. Nobody's getting bailed out. Oh, you're in a, 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 a stock investment that went sideways? Yeah, well, yeah, and, and some bankster defrauded you of that. Guess what? You lost money, and the bankster goes to the goes to jail. This is the complete opposite of what we have here. 
where our financial regulators are bloated bureaucracies staffed by the very people that they should be regulating. They're controlled, but it's like the uh, the fox running an association or a bureaucracy of foxes, and their job is to regulate chicken coops. Well, we're going to bring in Ted this time. Well, who's Ted? Well, Ted was the fox. He was at Farmer John's chicken coop. He guarded it. He ate the majority of the hens there. He did a great job. We're going to promote him. He's, 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 he's no longer working with Farmer John. He's available. We'll bring him in so he can start lobbying other farmers so other farmers could hire more foxes to guard their chicken coops. Brilliant idea. Let's do it. It's the same situation, folks. You don't have that there. You know why you don't have that there? Because you still have a version of Glass-Steagall in operation, not here in the United States, but in China. And guess what? They're de-dollarizing. They're getting the hell out of Dodge. And, I, and I'm glad. And with all the shenanigans that's been going on in the South China Seas with the United States and Taiwan, all the U.S. has done is, is, is help China accelerate its de dollarization. In other words, folks, not only are we done screwing up the world, but at this point, we have the pedal to the metal speeding up our own demise. It's insanity, Siege. It is. I mean, just, you know, think of the instability that's going to be created as a result of all this. And when you look at the the next factor that we're going to be facing is, again, looking at the energy sector, right? Looking at oil prices surging, uh, looking at what's been happening in, in several of these countries are, who are running into energy shortages. And then and then take that and fast forward to some of the policies that have been implemented implemented here in the, in the United States, where they literally have shut down any type of of uh, fracking, which, you know, again, you know, environmental concerns, you, you know, they've shut down uh, the, I believe they shut down the pipeline, the Keystone XL pipeline. I could be wrong on that. Uh, but you know, the, the billies and, and then it's being written directly into the $3.5 trillion stimulus bill that more than likely that, that, you know, again, you know, Democrats and Republicans will, will walk hand in hand together through because it's going to line their pockets. It's going to feed corporate America. And it's just, again, you know, robbing from not only us, but from future generations. And it's going to create the policies that are going to lead to to the destruction. It's it's self it's self-inflicted. And that's what's that's what's so darn frustrating about this, this whole dilemma that we're in. Absolutely. The only solution for people is this is, is you need to get yourself prepped up. And I don't know if that that means. uh um, that's going to look like different things to different folks. So for some people, it means prepping, getting supplies, and moving into the right location. For others, it's going to be moving out of you know, blue states into red states, somewhere where there's more freedom-minded, where there's resistance to the nonsense that's going on globally. And, uh, and for other people, it might be to leave the hell out of the country. But whatever you need to do, you need to do it quickly because we are at the race to bottom. Now, people always say, hey, how long is it going to last? How long is it going to be? Well, I don't know, man. It could be three years. It could be five. I mean, there's enough screw up in the system that they're going to keep, you know, this thing is going to keep puttering along until its engine completely fails. I believe that's where we're heading towards. Total failure. Anyway, see, Chime, that's all I got to say, brother. Yeah, good stuff. I mean, it's just, you know, interesting to frame it the way that we did today, taking a look at these things and then and then, you know, again, benchmarking against what's happening in, in China and, and Russia. 
and seeing the expansion of, of, of trade, the expansion of their economies grow. And, and in the meantime, here, all the policies that are being implemented, but, you know, just, you know, just complete destruction of, of the middle class and the, and the working poor. And it's very unfortunate V that, that the majority of people, not our listeners, uh, but the majority of, of Americans truly don't understand what, what's happening. They would rather be insured that they're going to get their, their stimulus checks. They're going to be getting some type of, of government funding to, uh, to support them. And they're looking at that as a solution versus, you know, understanding the repercussions of all this money printing and understanding the inflation that, that we're headed directly into V it's just, um, you know, again, I'm, you know, it's a struggle to look and find solutions. I know it's there and, and I'm glad the Southwest airline pilots did what they did. That's a, that's a, you know, a glimmer, a glimmer of hope. How can that, how can that transform into, into, into different industries um, that, that will be happening soon. And and then more importantly, as we head into, you know, 2024 is, is really getting everyone to understand that, look, you know, the, the dynamics of this doesn't matter who's sitting in the Oval Office at this point. It will maybe regarding social policy, some of those things, but in terms of the direction that we're heading, it's, it's, um, there's, 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 there's no need to try to reupholster or do anything with the, the Titanic V because it's, 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 um, it's, it's not salvageable at this point. Yep. Exactly right. It's not salvageable. We're terminal and let's see what happens. And with that being said, my man, we're at the end of the show. Folks, happy Monday. Enjoy the rest of your day. We'll be back tomorrow. Same bad time, same bad channel. Uh, we'll have Matthew Arad on tomorrow at 2 p.m., it looks like. And then every other scheduled broadcast throughout the week. And with that being said, CJ, take it away.